When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, everyone. How we feeling? How we feeling here? Walked into the ring here, a big boxing match, been preparing, you know, seven, eight months for a box. I got my Clubber Lang, the beginning of Rocky Three. okay? Clubber Lang, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Rocky Three. Clubber Lang caught Rocky off guard. He wasn't ready for the first fight. He knocked him out in like the second round. That was a wrap. Rocky lost his trip. Mickey died. It was a train wreck start to Rocky Three. Hmm. Then Rocky collected himself, started working out in really short shorts on the beach with Apollo Creed. They got cocky. They start racing, doing some dancing, losing some weight, getting speed a little faster. And he comes back, and it was a happy ending. In the end, he defeated, he conquered Clubber Lang. So if the Vikings face the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, it's revenge. So you're telling me, so so what what you're saying is at all those uh, training camp practices I went to, at TCO, when the tunes were blaring, guys were laughing and ha- having fun. That was Rocky uh, at the start yeah. of the third one, where he gets like pushing, Lucy Goosey, he's got the gold Amex and the he's, suit, and he's giving out. Yeah. You know, he's talking to the media. Yeah, I'm gonna be he's, and and he's taking pictures with like yeah. <laughs> and now this week, and now this week, it's gonna get serious. Is, this is, is they're in LA right now. Yep. Is Rocky three the I'm afraid on the beach one? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Worst day of my life. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Tell what you want me to say. That was Kirk Cousins. They showed the the cameras. CBS showed Kirk after one of the bad plays, just screaming at. Was it the quarterbacks coach? Just that was Kirk screaming yeah. to Talia Shire. So we're here for you guys as long as you need us from a therapy standpoint. Okay, it's been a couple days since that buzzkill start to the season. So we're going to get into a few things here. Uh, our Tuesday shows are also going to be packed. We're going to kind of circle back to like the biggest thing that we haven't talked about yet on Tuesdays, which today is going to be the Justin Jefferson situation and some national speculation that I think is worth bringing up. Um, Also, we've got our guy, the most passionate Vikings fan we know, an OG caller from Vikings Vent Line, Randy in Cottage Grove with his dud stable. So we're going to get to that. We're going to get to Judd Guesses, the PFF grades, the pigskin pecking order, uh, all presented by our friends over at TCL, which is uh, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. You can learn more at TCL.com. And, gentlemen, if you haven't been to Burger Press, I don't know the three of us have, in Edina, uh, you are missing out on perhaps the best burgers in the Twin Cities here and a partner of ours on Purple Daily Edina, 494 on France Avenue, and you walk into a glorious set of options. Perfect burgers from the meat, toppings, bun, uh, the best crinkle-cut fries you're going to find. Maybe you're in the mood for a dog. Nathan's Hot Dog, Chicago-style Polish sausage, and an awesome array of wings, crispy chicken sandwiches, milkshakes. This is an independently owned and operated burger shop. Uh, and they are huge fans of what we're doing here on Purple Daily. Huge Minnesota sports fans. Check them out. Burger Press in Edina just off 494 and France Avenue. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson. I know, Judd, Judd you've been wanting to get into this for a couple of days here. I think this is the right setting to do it. So they wind up not reaching an agreement with Justin, who was despondent on the bench after that game was over. They showed him just like sitting alone on the bench, just like arms crossed in his feelings. 
did they screw this up? Do you think? Do you have? Do you, are you worried that this is going to fester? That this is going to result in you know if they lose again? Like, where do you think this thing is at now? Now that they did not reach a contract extension with you, he's under contract for two more years. So it's not like he's going to be a free agent, right? Right. But but to this point, they are still apart on on terms. So did they screw this up? Um, I would like to see it done by now. I think it's I think it's fair to say this. I have my concerns it didn't get done because I wonder what the Vikings end game here is because this guy's price is not going down. Um, I think some of the things that Quazy has done now are starting to at least give me cause for pause. Like, again, I'm trying to be as patient as possible because he's not even two full seasons in, and they did win 13 games last year. But that being said, when you have a, a generational talent this big, like this is not a, should you pay him? I don't know about paying him. I mean, this is a generational talent. And when you don't have a quarterback, it's not its not like it's Joe Burrow and you're like, well, if we let him go, I think we'll be fine or I think we'll be okay. Uh, this guy makes your team go. He's the identity of your franchise. He's one of, I, I mean, it's become a cliche um, in recent months. It's been talked about so much, but he's become one of the faces of the league. He seemingly does everything right on and off the field. So, I guess I'm wondering what's going on here as to, and and we don't know. We have no details. No one's talked about this. So, like, it's not like, and and Schefter's report that essentially said uh, talks have been tabled did not provide any explanation other than both sides wanted to make it happen and it didn't. So, do I think that they have screwed the pooch here completely? I don't know. To your point, they have two years left. Does it give me a bit of concern it didn't get done when I thought it was such a slam dunk? And I knew it was going to be a difficult negotiation, but you had months to do it. Yes, it does give me cause. It's cause for concern, uh, but I'm not going to jump off the ship yet and say the Vikings are screwing this up completely. Not at least until we know more. Once we know more, I think that that we could probably make more educated um, decisions on what is going on here. You know, the things we know are this. The price is not going down, and Justin Jefferson is going to deserve what he gets paid. Dex, are you nervous about this? A little bit. I think the window to lock him up and just get this taken care of should have happened before the season because of what we have laid out and what other listeners have kind of had pause about with if you're entering quarterback uncertainty going into 2024 – how are you going to lock up the best wide receiver? And as and money can talk to a degree, but how are you going to be able to convince him to stay when the guy who's throwing the football could be someone that's not even on the roster right now? So that that part is the part that concerned me. Um, and I think he's probably looking at getting a humongous deal. We're seeing guys, even non-quarterbacks like Nick Bosa, getting humongous contracts, and he wants a lot of money, but he also, I think, wants to win. When you saw him, I wouldn't say it was pouting, but when you saw him upset at the end of the game, on Sunday against the Buccaneers, just kind of staring in the abyss, he was pissed about that. And I like that. I like a guy that's hungry. I like a guy that wants to win. It's not just about securing a big bag, but I think they probably made a huge mistake if they're just going to table this conversation until the offseason. Yeah, I, I'm i trying to decide how I feel about this because on one hand, there are guys that get the big, like quarterbacks, for instance. Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts just got their bag after three years, right? But then there's other guys who are non-quarterbacks, Nick Bosa being the most recent example, where you have to get into uh, like four years under your belt going into your fifth year. So you can find you can find examples on both sides. Just because they didn't get a deal done after the third year doesn't mean that this whole thing is doomed. But I will say Mike Florio floats an interesting notion on pro football talk. Okay, we should put a warning on this. This is reckless speculation. Speculation. This is just, this is a safe space to have conversations, open conversations about the future of the Vikings. And he points out, and I'm going to read you some of this, but he points out in Vikings history, the last 20 years, they have traded top wide receivers in their prime at every turn. Randy Moss back in 2004, 2005 was at the peak of his powers. And there's different reasons for all these, but the organization had really no hesitation to say, yeah, we, we're in a spot right now where it makes sense for us to collect draft capital. Now, they, of course, they, they whiffed on the Troy Williamson pick. 
They traded Percy Harvin in 2009. That was for a first-round pick, right? Didn't Seattle give him a late first-round pick? Mm-hmm. And they wound up having, I think it was three first-round picks that year? I think that's right. And then Stefan Diggs. They traded Stefan Diggs at the peak of his powers. Uh, in all of those cases, I think it took the receiver to also be like kind of banging on the door and saying, this isn't working for me in some capacity, whether it was a coach disagreement or scheme or whatever. But as long as Jefferson and the Vikings are apart on a contract, and as long as the future of the quarterback position is a giant question mark, which it is contractually beyond 2023, this is a discussion. This is what Florio writes. He has earned a contract, Jefferson, that would pay him much more than the $2.4 million he slotted to make this year. Frankly, it's an embarrassment that Justin Jefferson is only getting $2.4 million for 2023, given what he has done and given what he will likely do again. And at some point, Jefferson, who currently seems to be very good-natured and willing to go along with the situation, might change his mind and ask to be traded to a team that will pay him what he's worth. Tyree Kill, for example. Now, that wasn't a rookie. He was like coming off his first contract, a little bit older. It happened with three great receivers in 2022. Tyree Kill, who I mentioned, Devonta Adams, and A.J. Brown. It could happen with Jefferson in 2024. The Vikings clearly aren't sweating that possibility. As I've said before, the failure to extend Jefferson could be the first step in a scenario that entails trading him to a team holding a draft pick high enough to deliver a franchise quarterback to the Vikings. Yes, Jefferson was great, or is great. So was Moss, Harvin, and Diggs, and the Vikings got to a grand total of zero Super Bowls with those three players on the team because a franchise quarterback means more to an NFL organization than a stellar wide receiver. Okay, now ask yourself this question. Reckless speculation. And by the way, I appreciate this. The reckless speculation is awesome. It's outstanding. It's top-notch. But... Two things come to mind quickly. Randy, Percy, and Stefan had become malcontents. They had become recalcitrants. Now, Justin Jefferson has not done that so far or even come close. The other question is, okay, cool. If you tell me right now that you can take Justin Jefferson as a commodity to the Arizona Cardinals and say, give me the number one pick, like you're almost certainly going to get it. Just you give got, it to you me. You got Kyler coming back. Yep, you got Kyler coming back, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I consider that for sure. I don't love it because I, I think that Jefferson is a transitional talent. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. But anyway, um, but I don't know that a team with the top pick is going to sign off on that. And anything less than that, to me, is a failure of a trade. Yeah, I think... I can't get the fourth pick. I think trading him would be only if he turned into like a Stefan Diggs thing and he just didn't didn't want to be here anymore or whatever. I know there's been some debate on the Kirk Cousins front among fans of on one side, people are saying, well, if you say goodbye to Kirk Cousins, you might as well say goodbye to Jefferson because he's not going to want to play with like, I don't, but, 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 but he dude, this is a guy that played with Joe Burrow in college. Yeah. He, he has seen what the, what the top of the mountain looks like in terms of competitiveness, everything. Right. Right. So what we don't know is no one's saying that he doesn't like playing with Kirk Cousins, but what we don't know is does he get a little frustrated that he doesn't have a Joe Burrow by his side anymore? You know, maybe he would like a hand in you know helping figure out who that next guy is. And I think my my best case scenario for the Vikings would be you pay him whatever he wants, and now you're paying Hawkinson, you're about to pay Darius, so you're paying you're paying all these guys to be part of this tricked out car. And you go into the 2024 draft, eyes wide open, a potentially loaded quarterback draft behind Caleb Williams and Drake May, who's going to play the Gophers here, right? Um, and you've, you've got Dion's kid. You've got, uh, is it Quinn Ewers, the dude from Texas that just lit up Alabama in the first yeah, game? There's some good talent. There's like five or six quarterbacks that might be there. Bo Nix in the first round this year. I would rather, even if you're drafting like 15th or 20th or something, if you can't move up to 5th, right? Can you get a guy 12th or 15th or 20th that can sit in a car with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison? That's my, I'd rather do that than trade Justin Jefferson for, you know, two first round picks. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's where my head's at. And can Kevin O'Connell, I, I mean, the key thing here too, and this is where the pressure's on Kevin, is to mold that guy. I mean, it, it is to get that guy into your facility and mold him. Uh, my My biggest issue is this uh, because of what we don't know and because of what we have seen so far 
knowing no details of why this didn't get done, I don't, at this point, I can't just blindly say I trust the Vikings and Quasi. That's my biggest problem here. Like, I don't know what their tells are. They obviously, you know, and this is not rare, keep things quiet. But I can't say definitively, oh, I sort of know where, where this is going. I only know, the only thing that I know for sure is the price is not going down. So what's the end game in extending this? Like, is there some type of really, you know, smart thought process here? And that's that's what concerns me. And if this isn't done by training camp 2024, Jefferson is going to pull a Nick Bosa, and he, not, and he should not show up. Yeah. And it, And don't forget then, his fines can be, forgiven because that's his rookie contract once you get into your second contract you're fined and you have to pay those fines um but i it's a little bit like with the twins now too i fear with young executives at times they get too cute for their own good Hmm. and when you get too cute you tend to think that you're the smartest guy in that room and i'm going to tell you right now these leagues are full of smart folks but do you think they're thinking what florio is writing which is all right, we definitely want Justin Jefferson around, but we have to be careful because we don't know who our if, if if our plan is to go draft a quarterback in 2024, it's important to have extra draft capital to be able to move up because the Vikings think that they're going to be a competitive team this year. They're not right. they're not planning for like the Cardinals are probably in the front office planning to be a top five draft pick, right? Right. The Vikings are planning to be in the bottom third of the draft. We'll see how it pans out. Good luck on Thursday against Philadelphia, right? Um, so if they're planning on drafting 20th and drafting a quarterback, then maybe they're also planning to go get a first round pick from some other means. So do I think they're planning on trading Jefferson? I do not. Do I think it's an interesting question to pose? Would you rather have Jefferson or a top five pick to get a franchise quarterback? And you still have Hawkinson and Jordan Addison, both 26 years old and under. That's an that's an interesting discussion if you get to a point in like January, February, March where Jefferson's frustrated and says, Hey guys, you know, I want something else. At the very least, though, if I'm going to trade him, I I need to be sure that I, I can get once the once the season is done and the draft is decided in how it's gonna fall, I need a top two pick, not a top five pick. I need one of those top two picks. I need, I really need the one. Um, which I don't know that you're going to get. Again, this is where I fear. Like, if you're right, I fear that they're getting too. They're they're trying to get cute with. Well, the Cardinals will keep Kyler because I'm not convinced that they're going to. Um, and and the thing about Florio's thing that I absolutely don't agree with at all. I like what I've seen from Jordan, but Jordan Addison is a rookie who's undersized, who I'm afraid is going to. M- Miss time, which, you know, knock on wood, Justin does not. So, like, I, I do not think that, oh, you've got your receiver and now you're set. Jordan Addison was drafted, I think, to be a complimentary player to Justin Jefferson. And so I completely disagree with, well, you know, I mean, if Justin's gone, it's just it, it's a it's a transition that is simple. No, you're taking one of the best receivers in the game off the field. Um, and so I. I'd love to know what the plan is. I would love to know secretly what the plan is here. Well, okay. if there is one. So I'll just ask you because you've you kind of floated this just for fun, just for fun for both of you guys. I don't think the Cardinals would ever do this. If but if the Cardinals Agreed. said, you know what, God, we we like Kyler Murray, man. He's here. He's rehabbing, and I don't know. He stopped playing video games or something. Could you imagine if we were to just put Kyler Murray and Justin Jefferson together? I don't, I don't think, I think they would just take the quarterback and trade Kyler Murray for something else, but in a world where, or maybe there's another team. Here's an example. The Colts without Jonathan Taylor. Now the Colts were leading in the second half against the Jaguars, but the first week is weird. The Colts have their franchise quarterback already. Let's say with all the turmoil around, they don't really have like a lot of weapons. They have Pittman, but let's say that's a three win team, but, but they have a really interesting young quarterback, right? And they finish with the first or second worst record in the league. Let's say they finish with the worst record. And they're not going to draft a quarterback. And But they love Anthony Richardson to play next to Justin Jefferson. If the Colts said, all right, we'll do a first round pick swap. So we're not going to trade the number one pick straight up for Justin Jefferson. But the Vikings are drafting uh, 18th or 20th or something. You give us Jefferson and the 20th pick. And we'll give you the first overall pick. 
I think Indy would ask for more too. I think I think you're forfeiting even a future first round pick on top of that to go all mm. the way up there, even with giving up a, a, a stud in Justin Jefferson. Hmm. Okay. Let's so say it's, it's a it's it's a future case. second. It's a future second. Oh God, guys! Because you're I, you're still getting a first round pick. Like you know, mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I would I would think they'd ask for more, but I would probably do it. I, I gotta think dude caleb it. williams is yeah. a boss that well, guy if, if we're talking about the top overall pick and that's why you're doing this then it's a different ball game but um and i'm not i i need to think about it a little bit but if you're talking about that then i would consider that i just look it feels to me like trade him or not you had an opportunity to get a deal done here and you didn't and i'm not quite sure why you didn't like, did, did he want three? And you said it's got to be five, which, by, by the way, when it comes to term now, um, if if he wants three now, it's basically five because he still has to play the final two years of his rookie contract. So just a lot of questions here. Uh, but I don't want to absolve the Vikings yet because this does seem like a bit of hardball with a guy who probably deserves to be treated with kid gloves, given what he brings to you. Did you give an answer there, though? Did you? Would you... All right, you're gonna get the you're gonna get Caleb Williams, but you're gonna give up. But you're gonna give up the, the twenty the twentieth. Let's say the twentieth. Yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson and like a future second round pick or something. For Caleb Williams, I would. I think I do it. Oh my I god! Might, I think I, I might. Do it. I might do that. I don't know that that, but I'm I'm with Dex. I'd be curious what the Colts ask is. But if you would sign Justin. Unless the, unless you stick a no trade clause in, he can still be traded. Yeah, this, like that's why is, I don't get why the contract's not done. It's going up. There is some precedent this year, right? I mean, for moving up, using a current good wide receiver, but but we're not talking about DJ Moore here. All due respect to DJ Moore. No, we're talking. We're about talking one of the, about one of the great receivers of all time, and perhaps here. the best in the game right now. Yeah. That's that's the point. This is not like a nice player. Kirk Cousins was probably a nice QB, and the Vikings overpaid him in 18 yeah um and that's where our problem was there's no problem here the question is what's the sticker price and why are you allowing it to go up yeah so and just to be clear i would prefer keeping justin jefferson and then drafting like the third quarterback off the board moving up to 11th or something that would be yes i would take that this is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, let's uh let's bring him on in here. He is the most passionate Vikings fan we know. One of the OG callers into Vikings Vent Line when it used to be a radio show on 1500 ESPN back in the day. And quite frankly, a draft expert who has correctly nailed several Vikings draft picks over the last few years. He is our guy, Randy in Cottage Grove. Randy. Hello. Randy, uh, I see your camera seems to not be working for another season. As I said before, that was part of a court order, um, and they we're just going to leave it at that. They can't. I'm not allowed to own uh, or access uh, uh, what they call a webcam. Hmm. Hmm. How many years? How many years do you have to avoid webcams? This sounds. Maybe I don't want to ask any more questions. Actually, you know, lawyers are expensive. And uh, if you like to fight this kind of thing, you can always fight things. You know, I, as, as I'm, you know, what I, the issue, I, I still maintain my, uh, my innocence as it, as it were, but it's the same reason I, I was, it's the same reason I'm between uh, employers. And it's the same reason that I don't, I'm not allowed to own a, a webcam. 
Okay. How long have you been between employers? It feels like we're going on two years now. You know, when you apply for a, a job, Jeff, you need what they call a reference. Yeah, Jeff. For references. You know, mm-hmm. people call. And when someone poisons the uh, the well, puts a st- like a bad stink you know, around your name somewhere, it's t- it can be tough. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, people out there looking for work know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it'd be tough. So uh, at the risk of asking any more questions, I'm going to regret. Uh, let's talk about that debacle from Sunday here. We got to get to your dud stable. So when the Vikings win, Randy, and by the way, I think Randy is new to Purple Daily this year. He used to be on uh, uh, Mackie and Judd, the podcast, doing his stud and dud stable. So we're bringing the stud and dud stables to Purple Daily here. You know, just uh, how you feeling, man? Two days later, are you... Uh, are you mad? Are you sad? Like the start to that season was not ideal for the purple. Is better than it was for Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's a good point. Fair point. And that you know, I feel better than him. You you know, and, and a lot of people know. I mean, did they confirm that that it he did go ahead and get torn clean off? You said his it's toe, his his oh torn, no, torn clean, clean off. off. No, they they just confirmed it's torn. I don't think I've. I saw the phrase clean off on Twitter. Well, I've done that, this injury before, the, the Achilles. I did, it, I did it in a cornhole tournament at, a, uh, at an American Legion several years ago. You tore your Achilles playing cornhole? We're bags. Some people call it bags. Yeah. You know, was it on the it, follow-through? How did you even do that? It was picking one of them up. My foot went in the hole. And, oh, and, and it... Uh, Jeez. That it, no, it if you, especially if you've had a couple of cocktails. I mean, yeah. that's oh, a yeah. that's a hazard. You know, you got to watch where you're walking around those things. Yeah, and not sure I've ever stuck my foot in one of them though. I'm trying to envision how that would. If yeah, someone or... gives you like accidentally gets in in on your side of the thing and they're trying to reach for theirs and 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 I knew it immediately and you you know it immediately. You feel it, it as they say, it shoots back up the calf, kind of oh. rever- reverberates up that calf. And I knew right last night. I knew right away. I, I said that's it. He's done. And so you know that's a, that. It's too bad for for the Jets because they're uh, they they got a uh, they got a lot of studs in that defense, absolutely. But you know, they, 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 here's the thing: you got if you got a signal caller who, who's competent, like a like 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 Kirkle, you know, uh, he he's still competent. Uh, get on the phone, you know, Quezzy. Go ahead and see what they need. Oh, you're wait. You, so you're because I've seen this going around Twitter here. So you're saying you would you would call the Jets and float trading because Kirk has a no trade clause. He'll wave know. that. He'll wave. He'll wave that. I don't know, man. I think he I likes it in New Minnesota. York. You want to go? Where you want to play? He'll wave that. You know, make him make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> Maybe you could yeah throw a couple more guaranteed dollars on on the pile there. New contract from the Jets. Yeah, would, you, would, you, would you make that phone call? We're recklessly speculating today here. We just traded Jefferson for the number one pick. Would you Would you call the Jets today? You're crazy. Uh, uh, no, I would not. Okay. Plus, the, plus, what if you lose on the Thursday? Jets couldn't afford it. The Jets can't take a contract on that big. <laughs> there's ways to There's ways to finagle it. Anything is possible. The cap is fake, Judd. I don't oh, know. Oh, is you're that what it about. is? Okay, thank you. <laughs> just tell Tell uh, Brzezinski. You know, go ahead and uh, uh, work out the numbers. Yeah, that's what I would say too, yeah. Robbie. Hey, there's Brzezinski. a reason. There's a reason you're employed. Just work out, work out the numbers, guy. All the, right. The, the game itself, uh, you know, if you want me to do that, this is the this shouldn't have started this way. This should have been a stud stable, even with this was yeah. a very winnable game. Yeah, I'm wondering. Right. You probably had a stud stable drafted and then had to like delete it. You know, like a beat writer, you have to delete your whole story. Baker Mayfield is a he's a he's a nothing. He's a nothing quarterback. I mean, he's a he's a journeyman at this point. You let him, let him, you know, go ahead and do the the, the music, and I'll, I'll go ahead music. and do the sure. stable. Yep. All right. So, all right, well, here is, uh, this is uh, Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter. This is the first stable of the 2023 season. Unfortunately, we've only, only did like four of these, including playoffs last year, the dud stables. Our first dud stable here, Randy, so fire away. This is the, it's not how we wanted to start the season. Uh, and and frankly, last year this is the kind of game that we would have won a lot of, pulling on pulling up the, the close ones. When when the when your pants get a little snug late in the game, we always found a way to finish, and we didn't this time. So th- this is unfortunate, but it's a dud stable. For, first spot in this stable, I'm looking at a guy who who, you know, the, the, some of the brass here are a little bit too married to, as they say. 
Mm. I'd go ahead and give uh, Dalton Risner's a call and, and see if we can get his ass in here. But right now, I got a big old uh, dud, big dud D on Ed Ingram. Ed, oh, you knocked that ball out of Kirk's hands, and that 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 triggered an effect that caused a fumble. You got to pull your head out of your ass, Ed. This is the big time. This is this is not this is this is not time to to just be figuring it out on the fly. And I I got a real short leash on Ed Ingram going forward. Ed Ingram, you're a dud. Yeah, this is this is the National Football League, Ed. The National Football League. What are we What are we doing out there? Knocking footballs out of Kirk's hands. KJ Osborne. KJ, maybe you know drafting a, a rookie wide receiver, a stud in Jordan Addison, you know didn't didn't light enough of a fire under your ass. Well, now it should get real hot. That seat's getting real hot right now, KJ, because you, you, that that should have been a touchdown. Instead, you know, you just let a guy come in there and just, just, just take it from you, take it from you. And now it's pass a, was behind him, Randy. And it was a little, defense, by, it was a little by. I mean, not a great pass. Thielen, Th- 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 you know, Thielen Th- Th- five years ago would have caught that ball. Thielen Th- 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 would have caught that. Ball. I'll get to the, I'll get to the passer. But right now, KJ Osborne, you got to make that catch. You got to pull off what JJ does and make a bad ball to catch. KJ Osborne, you're dead. K O C. Whoa. K- KOC, you come out of the game one and you're just you're gonna play as they say as the, the, the old Denny thing, not to lose. It was a really conservative game plan. What, what, what was the goal there to win to win a Zimmer game, to to, to, to win a to win a you know 20-20 kind of a game? I look, I mean, yeah, they were, that kind of seemed like what it was at at times. You know? KOC, you got to remember who you are. You're a guy who likes to fling it. You're a guy who likes to spread it out and air it out. KOC, go ahead and grab a mirror and look at yourself in it and figure out what you want to be going forward. Because right now, for week one anyway, KOC, you're a dud. Oh, we're, some, we're on the same page. Some reflecting here. I Randy feel like this, this, mir- this mirrors Judd's uh, pie chart from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, this whole, this whole summer has been everyone talking about Kirkle. Kirkle Chance. Kirko, he's on Netflix. He's a big star now. He's in commercials now with his top off. You know, everyone's talking about his nipples. I want to talk about his performance. Wait, are people talking about his nipples? I've never mentioned his nipples. Some of the people at the bar were. Some of the gals. (laughs) Oh, some of the gals were. Okay. Kirko, Kirko, you you got a the lights got a little too bright. This Hollywood Kirko maybe needs to just come back and figure it out again and say I I. I, I, I got to be a guy who can go within myself and, and take some of those chances. Now he's afraid to fail. Now he's right back to his clenching his teeth. He's grinding his teeth. He's, he, he's, he's freaking out, you know. And by the way, same thing happened to Pat Holmes. You know, he's got this Netflix jinx now. These, these guys, wow. they get all these bright lights. And they both lost. And Mariota, so, Mar- Mariota's a backup. Where, where, where's he backing up now? Is he in Philly? Uh, Philly. Philly. So they they won, but he's not playing. I had not thought about the Netflix jinx here, but wow. So Kirkle, go ahead and Kirk, Kirk, why don't you also grab a mirror and, and look at it in a guy. You know, you're going to see a guy who who, who peed, pees down his leg sometimes, and now you're doing it again. After a whole season of taking the chances, putting it in the tight spots, letting J.J. do what J.J. does. Instead, this time, you're bouncing passes. You're throwing it behind guys. You're peeing on yourself. And Kirko, right now, nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to watch Netflix. We want to watch you win. So figure it out. And until you do, you're a dud. Wow. Wow. Oh, Oh, Randy. Is he he gone? Did he hang? Yeah. I think he he hung up or he... This is the third straight season where his camera... His uh, suspiciously has not worked, so or he's, he's not also been to have it around. It he's also been trying to find a job. I think he got fired for some type of harassment like three years ago, yeah, and I he has not had a job should, uh, since. Just maybe hope for the best there. Not really sure what happened there. Although I will say this, that might be the most sober appearance by him that we've had. Yeah, it seems like, like he was on point. A few. It's also like middle of the day Tuesday, so yeah. generally speaking. It's Randy, dude. You should probably be sober middle of the day. Well, yes, ideally, normal humans are. And if you're going to drink, drink Surly's Before I Die Lager. Responsibly, we might add. Responsibly. Okay. Are you saying that what you are 
Looking at right there, a Before I Die from Surly is a Tuesday afternoon beer. Damn right, but you know when it's the best? <laughs> Thursday night this week, Philadelphia. It's going to be a tough game, right? What's going to help you out? Yeah, for Before the I Die, keep your eye on the prize. The mission is intact still. Right. It's a long season. Surly, so many great beers. You got the Furious, the Logic Bomb. I could go on and on. Before I Die, of course, the flagship beer of the entire mission of purple daily so definitely check it out available at your favorite bars and liquor stores you know, including uh, including i just found out in duluth i was told a year ago you couldn't get it in duluth i got a guy wow another reason for dex to get up to duluth again yeah and they said oh it's in duluth now dave told me it's it's in duluth so if you are a vikings fan in duluth before i die available to you sorry yes. phil no, you're all you're all good. Um, you know, Maya Mackey would love to try some Surleys before I die like her. She's not old enough yet. So <laughs> okay. we we keep her we keep her on the Nutrisource until she's twenty one. Maybe when she's twenty one, if she makes it to twenty one. But uh every morning, every lunchtime, and every dinner, she I mean to, to be that happy eating the same thing for every meal must tell you something about Nutrisource. That was not her happy face, but uh Here's Stella, by the way, with her stoic treat face. Very, very content. And guess why? Because she was just outside before this was taken. She came in and she said, get me those training reward streets. And I said, absolutely, good girl. And she said, that's right. Much like the Vinster, who looks there like he wants one of those training reward treats. Yeah, the frog legs. That's uh, that's, that's one of Vinny's uh, good little poses he likes to do when he wants some treats. So, uh, yeah, get, get, get your dog some Nutrisource treats so he can show off that uh, fancy little frog leg he does. And you don't have to have, you have a pouty dog. Like, you know, you don't want this Vinny. You want this Vinny. <laughs> that's the Vinny you want. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. We'll, uh, we'll rank the top 10 NFL teams and tell you where the Vikings are at in a second here. One more shout out to our friends over at summit orthopedic. So uh, if you're dealing with pain, you know, it's week one, you're probably going to be sore, right? Even if you didn't play a football game, it's just uh, it's a time to be sore back, neck, spine, whatever it winds up being. No referrals are needed at summit orthopedics. They offer same day appointments and they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week, starting at 8 AM, 25 locations, across the Twin Cities in greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. Okay, it's time Football. to rank the top 10 teams in the National Football League and also the Vikings. Maybe they do or don't fit in here. It is the pigskin pecking order on Purple Daily. All right? Mm-hmm. So last week, I think Declan and I both had the Vikings in the 10. Judd had them at 13th. After losing at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's see who the top 10 teams in the National Football League are. So we all rank 10. We put this together in uh, an aggregate. And the number one team, according to us, in the National Football League is the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So let's see here. Judd. I love KC atop the list. I'll go through the top three, and then we can kind of assess, because we all had different takes here. Chiefs still number two. And then the San Francisco 49ers, three. Yep. We all had some differences here. Declan had the Eagles, number one. Judd had the Chiefs, number one. I have the 49ers. I've seen enough, man. Just, whoa. Team is ridiculous. They just Uh-oh, waltz in. Yeah. They're just ridiculous. So we all have a different number one team. Okay. Judd, you and I had the Eagles, number two. Declan actually had the Dolphins up to number two. And they looked phenomenal. So a lot of different... Different iterations here. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Five, Cincinnati Bengals. Despite an awful, awful showing in week one. They're just kind of a weird early season team. They Last are. Year but, too. Yeah, but but Joe Burrow didn't get, get hurt. And so as long as he's playing, unless they get off to like a terrible first four game start, I'm not going to move them too much yet. Okay. That's fair. Dolphins at six. Yep. Cowboys at seven. They looked as impressive as any team in the league. Buffalo Bills down to eight. So there's just some weird vibes there, man. The dig stuff all offseason. Josh Allen looks miserable and terrible. Josh Allen was not good. Yeah. Super weird. not good. The Jaguars at nine. And the Detroit Lions jumping into our pecking order at number 10. Yeah. I think I had the Jets at 11. 
they won, but they lost their quarterback. And I have no faith in Zach Wilson. Yeah, just real quick, others receiving votes. Declan had the Packers at 10. And I think that's the only other team that that got a top 10 vote uh, that didn't wind up making it into the top 10. So Declan had the Packers at 10 and then the Lions out. Judd, I had the uh, Judd had the Lions at 10. I had them at nine. So that's how they snuck in as the number 10 team. So, yeah. So what do you think here? How do you guys feel about our top 10? I feel good about it. I I feel it's uh, I feel like it's still on point between teams that impressed, but also teams that might've lost, but we still think are good. So the only the only team like I I'm with you. The Bills thing is the Bills thing feels weird. Yep. Like like Diggs it's purposely awesome. purposely going to Allen in the second half on the bench last night to pump him up after he basically tried to destroy him in the playoffs last year. The Bill it feels like the Bills window has come and gone, and that sounds weird to say because they've got a lot of the same people there, but there's just something about it. That feels off. And guess what? That is, no question about it, partially the Stefan Diggs effect when things don't work, right? It just he brings yeah. a weird karma. He does. It's funny because I don't think he's a bad guy, but I think he just starts to sense when something has turned for the worse or something is off. And then instead of maybe rolling up his sleeves and trying to fix yes. it, he just kind of bails. He seems I like think, a he seems like he flees, you know? I think he has no uh, no interest in taking responsibility which is which is what makes jefferson so great like just i think justin sat there looking devastated after the loss on sunday because he's like damn what more could i do i needed the ball more but stefan's just like well if you're not going to throw me the ball or we're not going to win games i'm going to skip practice for two days yeah Yep. So yeah. So, so Buffalo kind of takes a tumble there. Lions jump in. We didn't ding the Bengals too much. Ravens are still solidly in the five, and then we all kind of differ on who the best team in the NFL is right now. Where do we have the Vikings? I have them sliding from what ninth to twelfth. Judd kept them at thirteenth. Declan slid them from tenth to fifteenth. So Declan's actually the most pessimistic, which kind of matches his rant from yesterday's. His Not anger. His Vikings takes. Yeah. His, his man. Now, I, I was going to try to do the same thing that Declan did and slide him to 15th. My problem is I started to do the yeah. rankings down to 15 and I couldn't get them that far down. I was trying and I couldn't find, I, I think I got through 12 and I got to 13 and I'm like, okay, 13, 14, Vikings, 15. And I couldn't find two teams that I thought were worse. That's kind of where I was at. Better, I had the, the Chargers, I had 11, and then I put the Vikings 12. Just above, like the Packers, Jets. I still, I still think the Steelers are a good team, even though they just got drubbed in the first game. You know, the Giants. I mean, they got smoked, right? There's just a lot of question marks. So, yes, twelve is as far as I could sort of slide them down, I guess. But Declan, you have them at fifteenth. I do, I do. I, I, I think this offense is fraudulent, <laughs> as I laid out in the hot take. They're wow. probably going to go zero and two. Um, and then it's basically not a must-win situation against the Chargers, but you could be staring at a 1-4 and or potentially 0-5 start to the season if you don't get wow. things right soon. Do you think the offense is fraudulent like long-term, though? or Because, I, I mean, I do they agree. Move, they, they move the ball. They, they average six yards a play, second best in the league. But remember even like in 2020, the Vikings offense, which, by the way, that team also got off to a really slow start. They were like fourth in yards, but eleventh in points. So, like I, the yards thing is is fine, but I need points. I need points here, and I need consistency. I can't go I agree quarter and a half without yeah, moving the ball fair. and three and outs. So, I agree with that. Um, they had some work to do. They got some work to do. change my mind. I'm I'm open to my mind being changed. Okay. By the way, so come on, KOC, prove me wrong. Totally yeah. okay with that. But they have some work to do. So right. we'll see if they do beat the Eagles on Thursday night. Which, you know, I think everyone's just assuming that that can't happen, but it's early in the season. It's a Thursday night game. It's a super short week. Let's just see what happens on Thursday, and we can assess. Wouldn't shock me if they came and punched back, but that's where we have them right now. I've got them 12th, Judd has them 13th, and Declan has them 15th. So we're going to have Judd guess the PFF grades here from, we're going to go put. The old Wiley, former sports writer, former lead Vikings beat writers, eye test up to the the scouts from Pro Football Focus here, and you're going to tell us here in just a moment. Yep. 
if you can match the best and worst Vikings players who are graded from that game. Uh, but the old Wiley sports writer also stumbled into something life-changing a couple years ago, Livia, Livia Weight Control Center. Yes, in fact, the old Wiley sports writer, and if I uh, remember correctly, lead Vikings beat writer. That's the guy on the left. It's the guy on the right. What's the difference? 40 pounds down. That's right. Exactly two years back, a program that worked for me. We have gotten countless uh, tweets and replies and notes from folks who watch this very show or consume it, who guess what, have joined and also have dropped the, the weight. And if you don't believe us, believe this. This has been voted Minnesota's best weight loss program for three consecutive years. That's right, three years gold, 14 years now of changing lives, and that means an offer is on the table. That's right. I'm not crazy. I'm not playing hardball. You're Justin Jefferson, and I want to give you the bag, and that means Livia is going to give you the first three months of their program for free. That's right. The best weight loss program in the entire state is going to give you three months for free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. It's life-changing, and if you are outside the state, do not fret. The entire thing can be done virtually. So inside or outside the state, Livia will work for you. Drop those unwanted pounds, three months free, Livia.com. Also a shout-out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. So there's still a few weeks left of out on the lake season, those Bennington pontoons, hundreds of available at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and Power Lodge in Brainerd, Anamia, and Ramsey here. And, boy, if they lose on Thursday, you may need some throttle therapy this weekend, Judd. Woof. And look at that. Like, I am going to jump in the lake just like that because that is, is my skill to go on a Bennington. It moves nice and slow, and you can just have a great day, and you can forget about all your troubles. And listen, 0-2, I would suggest... KOC at that point, you get that team on, on a Bennington, not a boat, a Bennington pontoon, and you enjoy. Get some throttle therapy. All right, it's time for Judd Guesses, the PFF grades here. So we're looking for uh, players who played at least 15 snaps for a sample size, and we're just going to go three incorrect guesses for you across okay. the uh, the offense and the defense. So let's start okay. with the three best offensive players for the Vikings in this losing effort. Justin Jefferson. Sorry, I got to get my uh, yeah, no problem. My dinger ready. He was number two, second best player. Okay, I'm going to get an offensive lineman, which might sound weird, but it's going to be a tackle. It's going to be Brian O'Neill. Coming off the Achilles, man. He was the highest graded offensive player for the Vikings and a road was grader really in the, the run blocking game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. Because he's just a consummate pro. Um. All right, and then I need a third one. Offense or defense or just? Uh, just offense here. Just, just and offense, then we'll okay. do the, okay. the three worst as well. We'll give you three total incorrect guesses oh, for offense and defense. Oh, he fumbled, so he's going to get dinged for that. Uh, I'm going to guess TJ Hawkinson. Wow. Three for three. Oh, really? Yeah. The, eye, the eye test matches up. Whoa. Very nicely with PFF, yeah. They're they're saying it wasn't his fault. He only had four yards per reception. Right, right. Somebody sure somebody blocked someone on a screen. Maybe execute a successful screen pass, Kevin O'Connell. We won't have uh, more. Oh, no, you're right about that, Dex. They really struggle with the screen game. All right, now we need too. the three worst graded players. Oh, okay. Um, no question about it. Just a slam dunk, Ed Ingram. He was the second worst graded player. A 46 grade out of 100. Austin Schlopman. So he came in for Bradbury. He was not one of the three worst graded players. Okay. He was like kind of smack dab in the middle. A 61 grade for Austin Schlopman. Mm, okay, I'm done with I'm, I'm done with linemen. Then, because I don't two more two more think, guesses. I don't think the left side of the line was that bad, actually, and I think Darisaw was not great, but he wasn't terrible for sure. All right, two more guesses. Um, I will make or two more quick. incorrect guesses. Okay, two more incorrect guesses. I don't think I don't think Kirk was a bottom three guy. I don't think he was great, but I don't think he was bottom three. I am going to go since he tipped a ball that was picked off. KJ Osborne. He was the third worst. So you're think, you've gotten the second and third worst. around it. 50.2 out of 100 
So now we just need the worst offensive player for the Vikings in this game. This is a really good performance to start the yeah, season for Judd, Judd guessing the PFF grades. Oh, boy, the worst. Okay, I'm not going offensive line. I thought it would have been Ed, by the way. Mm-hmm. Tight ends, I don't think Josh Oliver had a terrible game. He caught some passes. I think he was fine. Um, oh, my goodness. All right. Alexander Madison. It's a really good guess. He was kind of in the middle, 61.6. Okay. You get one more guess at it, one more crack at it here. Ah, boy. So offensive line, tight ends, wide receivers. Jordan Dex, Addison have you looked? A... I know it is, yeah. Okay. Jordan Addison got a touchdown. Justin Jefferson obviously was the best. Um. Ty Chandler? No, 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 no. He didn't have enough snaps. He did not qualify. He only yeah, had yeah, 11 he, snaps. He didn't have enough snaps. He was fourth worst, but he only had really? 11 snaps. Really? Lo- I'm at sort of a loss here. Offensively. I don't know. You tap out? You, you can just throw a name out. I mean, you yeah, get, you I know, get but a I, guess. I, but, 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 I mean, who was, who was worse than Ingram? I was a little surprised by this, too, but not really at the same time. Yeah. Is that a fair um, way to say it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> a little surprised, but then no, not I really. Mean, not really. To be honest, I don't think he. You. I don't think he played this poorly. Cleveland. Yeah, I didn't think he played that poorly. C.J. Ham. C.J. Ham was the lowest graded offensive exactly. player for the Vikings. He played a ton. Yeah, he played way too much. They, he they, played twenty-two snaps, which is way more than he would ordinarily play. Yes, and Kirk checked down to him. I did. So wait, wait, what did he get dinged for? So they they had him uh, uh, in the passing game. They had him as a forty two point three grade in pass protection. They had him at sixty three, and then uh, in six run block because they ran some twenty one personnel where he was the run blocker. They had him at fifty point two. So they just he did not have a good game, and he's not explosive. I see but what so they're are doing. They but his blocking was not up to snuff because that's why he would. That's the only the yep. only reason to use him is for blocking. Yep. Well, you know. I'll say this about him, because I he is beloved in the locker room. Okay, yeah, and he seems like a great guy. But it occurred nice, to a me, nice guy, but nice guy, but, but but it occurred to me in watching the game. However, it occurred to me in watching the game that if you're going to use him that much, you need a better version of CJ Ham at that position. Yep. I agree. You could use a use check or somebody, right? right but I mean, a, and if that's what guy. you want to do, knock yourself out. But CJ Ham's not that guy. A couple other notes on the offensive side. So Ed Ingram winds up with four pressures allowed, two hurries, and a sack. So he was atrocious in pass protection again, again. which is not surprising. Dalton Reisner is tweeting mysterious photos from airports, the Denver airport. Where am I going? Where am I flying? We're not quite sure. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And yeah. uh, and Kirk Cousins, in terms of pressure, he was uh, he was pressured on twenty seven percent of dropbacks, which is actually not that bad. That's probably actually slightly better than league average. Uh, he was not good when pressured. The fumbles and the incompletions. Let's uh, go to the defensive side of the ball here, Judd. We're looking for the three best defensive players according to Pro Football Focus. Okay, I'm going to go defensive line, and and that stuff gets lost in the wash sometimes. But I'm going to go with Daniel Hunter. Daniil Hunter is incorrect, actually. Ooh, okay. He was, uh, I don't know, seventh, sixth okay. of sixth of qualified players at 67.3. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with one more from the line. Harrison Phillips. Ooh, he's fourth. Bad oh, bad beat. Oh, and now I, you have you have one incorrect guess to get the other six on uh, the three best and three worst. And uh, actually, I should say this. Um, I know that... Daniil is a pass rusher without his hand down, but they've got they've got guys uh, screwing all over the place now. All right, so I got one more. Daniil did have uh, three total pressures and a sack in this game, yeah, so he, he, did, he didn't have a bad game. He was th- th- there's a lot of, of well graded defensive players. Just so okay, you know. Caleb Evans. Yeah, the defensive side it's tough to okay. tough to. He was the fourth worst graded player actually. Really? So we're still feeling out the new defense here. It's tough really? with guys kind of roaming around. 
I didn't yeah. I didn't feel like he had a bad game. Yeah, they had him just kind of but again it wasn't it was like an average game according to the like okay. relative to the league. There I would say there was only like okay. two or three wow. players that graded poorly. Right. So the the three the three best players who played at least fifteen snaps were Cam Bynum, Ivan Pace Jr. Mm-hmm. and Josh Metellus. Ivan Pace Jr. had seven tackles. He had three stop tackles, and uh, and he had a pressure. And a, so yeah, he, his pass rushing grade was like ninety. Yeah, I thought he'd get dinged for two things. I thought he'd get dinged for the Mayfield scramble on third down. He did to get the first down, and I thought he'd get dinged. They blitzed him once, and because he's small, he just got tossed aside. Right, but like you're not on, a lot. You're, you're, you can have like a bad play and still have yeah. a good. You know, he uh, played know, 46 trying, snaps. Uh, but I'm trying to weigh what dings you. I'm trying to weigh what dings you. I I actually I thought Metellus was great, but I didn't know if they they would blame him for the Evans touchdown. Yeah, he was the last line of defense there, but that doesn't mean that they think that he he was the guy. I would love for Judd on a zero to one hundred scale to give a Judd scale of a guy's player and see how it computes to PFF, <laughs> even though it's completely different formulas. Just, yeah, just to see the stark difference. Completely. Well, PFF tries to tries to deduct assignments, which I don't blame them. Uh, but that makes it that absolves guys sometimes who looks who look like they shouldn't be absolved. If that makes sense. So this is the beauty of what we're going to be doing with Boone. On, yeah, he helps on Mondays. Is like when you watch that uh, Antoine Winfield strip sack. Your first thought is that came through Ed Ingram's lane. Ed Ingram sucks, right? But then he explains actually based on the pre snap, you know, uh, read and everything. It's Kirk. This is yeah. This is what happened. So the three worst defensive players who played at least 15 snaps, Patrick Jones was the worst, Dean Lowry, and DJ Wanham. So Dean Lowry exactly. being that bad's not good, man. He's a he's no. He was signed to play a lot. Yep. And let's see, just in terms of snap counts, how many did Tonga get? Tonga got nine. Yeah, he didn't get and they, and look at Awesome more. Look at Awesome snap counts. Two. Two. Two and snaps that, for Awesome and forty six for Ivan Pace. 66 for Jordan Hicks. That's not a rotation. Cornerbacks, Makai Blackman, 15. Yep. Let me go through the cornerback snaps. 15. uh, Byron Murphy. uh, Byron Murphy had 68. Caleb Evans, 62. Yep. And then then Blackman, 15, when, when there was a nickel situation. Otherwise, they ran... They, a third safety out there. Like they had Josh Bynum Nickel. sixty seven, Metellus fifty seven, and Her- and Harrison Smith sixty five. So they had you say it, big nickel. Say it, big, big nickel. Big nickel. Big nickel. Football. Yes. If you want to see real Vikings, people dressed as Vikings, beer, food, real jousting, big nickel. You should head to the Renaissance Festival. It's open until October 1st, so you got a few more weeks. Festival Friday through October 1st. 16 stages of exciting entertainment, delicious food, 50 games, rides, and attractions. Over 250 artisans and shops throughout the festival. Just a good old time at the Renaissance Festival. And Score North app users will have a chance to win a four-pack to Bold North Adventure Weekend. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival. Open through October 1st. Visit renaissancefest.com for discount tickets, parking passes, and more. Before we go, do you guys think that, that the Vikings, according to Field Yates of ESPN today, uh, exercise the option to move Brian O'Neill's salary around, which is done now, so it creates more salary cap space? Do you guys think that they did it to sign a guard, or do you guys think that they did did it as a last-ditch effort to get something done with Jefferson and move some of the cap hit into 2023. A guard because Garrett Bradbury's back is jacked and Ed Ingram is one of the worst guards in the NFL. I would agree. So Next. I think they're, I think they're going to sign Reisner. That's yeah, just a guard my or even maybe even another center. Maybe they don't trust Schlotman either. I, mean, I, I don't know who's out there, <laughs> but I wouldn't point. be surprised at all if they, if they try to find an, another center, it's an integral position. And what the second play of his snap yesterday he gets dinged because he fumbled the ball to, Kirk. So, well, I know Ingram knocked it out, but still, just uh, it, it's a very important position, and you can't screw that. Absolutely, one up. yeah. And Seifert in the um, press conference with O'Connell on Monday did ask when they signed Bradbury to the extension if they had done like a bunch of due diligence on his back, which was a problem last year too. And O'Connell basically said it's the same thing. So again, I'll go back to this: you've got a right guard that you really can't trust, 
and yeah. center who you might like now, but he's got a bad back and there's no really good backup plan. I find some fault there. I'm sorry. Find some fault. Yeah. Yep. That's not ideal right now, but Hey, at least they play again on Thursday. So we'll have a whole fresh slate of things to react to complain Can about. Enjoy one of these right discuss. now. I think a little bit those nervous. Surlies. Can I enjoy it? This is daily Vikings entertainment, and during times like these, therapy, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It's Purple Daily on Score North.